Welcome to News Kids. I'm Rose. And I'm Zara. And together we're presenting this weekly podcast about what's going on in our world today. Each week we cover top stories across world news, politics, science, technology, entertainment and arts. This week our main stories are about last week's attack in Germany and the latest news on the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, Harry and Meghan. We also talk about why people are celebrating fair trade fortnight, how a patient in the UK was able to play the violin whilst undergoing brain surgery, how the video sharing app TikTok is being made safer and Rose and I review the movie Doolittle which we saw last week at the cinema. Our first news story is about the horrible attacks that took place in Germany. Earlier this week, a suspected far-right extremist killed at least nine people in attacks on two shisha bars in a city in West Germany. Five of the people killed were Turkish citizens. The shootings took place at around 10pm German time on Wednesday the 19th of February. The first attack was at the midnight shisha bar in the city centre of Hanau. The attacker then travelled in a dark car and opened fire at another shisha bar about 2.5 kilometres away. Shisha bars are places where people gather to smoke a pipe known as a shisha or a hookah and they are traditionally found in Middle Eastern and Asian countries so they do also attract lots of people from these countries. The German Chancellor Angela Merkel said that there are many indications at the moment that the perpetrator acted on right-wing extremist racist motives out of hatred towards people of other origins, religions or appearance. Separately, there was another terrible attack at a London central mosque near Regent's Park last week. A man was arrested on suspicion of attempted murder after he stabbed the Moazin, which is the person who makes the call to prayer. The mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, said that the Metropolitan Police would be providing extra resources in the area following the attack as every Londoner was entitled to feel safe in their place of worship. Hi, it's Rose here with an update on the latest news about the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, otherwise known as Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. After their shock announcement in early January that the couple wanted to step down as senior royals and become financially independent, more information was revealed this week about the timing and detail of their transition away from a life centred around Buckingham Palace. A spokesperson for the couple said they will formally step down as senior royals from 31st March. After this, they will no longer carry out duties on behalf of the Queen, but arrangements will be reviewed after 12 months. The couple intend to split their time between the UK and North America, and the spokesperson said they would be in the UK regularly. Although Harry and Meghan will formally retain their HRH titles, they have reportedly agreed not to use them. They've also had to agree to no longer use the word royal in their activities. Last year, Harry and Meghan created their charity foundation using the name Sussex Royal, which is also the name used by their official social media accounts. 
However, this week, a spokesperson for the couple said it was agreed the word royal could not be used due to government rules and that Harry and Meghan will stop using this name for their brand in the spring. However, we don't know yet what the new name of their foundation is going to be, so I hope it's a nice surprise. What do you think, Zara? It sounds like Harry and Meghan are really no longer in the royal family at all, don't you think? I do think that's true, because... They're not going to be using their HRH titles and they're not carrying out their duties for the Queen. So they're basically not part of the royal family, right? It's a shame they're trying to argue with the Queen. I think they should stay as a happy family. What's our next story, Zara? Well, did you know that from the 24th of February until the 8th of March, it is Fair Trade Fortnight? Every year, campaigners businesses, schools and places of worship show their support for the farmers and workers who grow our food in developing countries. So, what is fair trade? Well, it is all about ensuring that there are better prices, decent working conditions and fair times of trade for farmers in poorer countries. Fair trade products help farmers in poorer countries by making sure they get more of the money that we spend. The campaign is run by the Fair Trade Foundation and this year they're continuing to call for cocoa farmers to earn a living wage. This year's campaign is called She Deserves a Living Income. Did you know that the UK chocolate industry is worth at least £4 billion each year? Did you also know that the average cocoa farmer in poorer countries like Ghana, where 60% of all cocoa is grown, makes less than 75 pence a day. For women, the situation is often even more unfair, so they might often work in the fields, look after children, carry water and help bring crops to market. However, these women often have fewer rights than men, and they often earn less than a quarter of the money made. So, what can you do to support the campaign? Well, you can purchase fair trade products, obviously, and spread the word. Well, Sarah, I think it's really great that if you buy those products with the fair trade label, that you know that buying this, you've helped someone else. And those people who made that product have been paid fair. Well, I enjoyed learning about fair trade, and I did learn about it in year two, but I had forgotten, so I'm glad I did this piece. Thank you, Zara. So, another interesting story this week was about the patient in the UK who played the violin whilst having a surgery on her brain. Wow, that sounds crazy, but amazing. Why did she do that? The BBC reported that the patient, a lady called Dagmar Turner, was actually a professional violinist who had developed a brain tumour which needed to be removed. She was worried that having the surgery might ruin her ability to play the violin. So she asked surgeons at King's College Hospital in London if she would be able to play the violin during the operation on her brain so they could ensure that important parts of her brain which control hand movements and coordination for playing the violin were not damaged. The operation was successful and the doctors were able to remove 90% of her brain tumour and her ability to play the violin was unaffected. Wow, that sounds amazing. Like I said before, she is very smart because she knew that if she played the violin, then they could see if she would be able to play the violin. 
You play the violin, don't you, Rose? Is it hard? Very hard. And I can understand why she did that, because she spent her whole life learning how to do the violin, and when she finally got to a professional, she was worried about losing all her talents. It takes a lot of practice to become good. Rose, have you heard of TikTok? I haven't, Zara. What is it? Well, I hadn't heard of it either until very recently. Quite a few people that I know have started to use it. TikTok was one of the most downloaded apps in 2019. It is a mobile device app which allows users to create short videos of no more than 15 seconds and share them with their followers. Last week, TikTok announced plans aimed at making the app safer for young people. By linking a parent's account to the child's account, this means that parents will be able to control things like the content appearing on the platform and the amount of screen time allowed on TikTok. The app has also been updated so that reminders to take breaks will appear in a user's feed. What do you think, Rose? Do you think that parents should have control over children's social media accounts? Yes and no, because children should have freedom, but. It's a good idea that parents keep an eye on them as well. Yes, because everyone wants to be free. It's not like everyone wants a person looking at them, checking on them all the time. They want to be free, but they can't be crazy and do crazy things. Our final item this week is a review of the film Doctor Doolittle, which Sarah and I went to see at the cinema last week in half term. The movie is based on the character of Doctor Doolittle, a doctor who can speak to animals. Originally created by the English author Hugh Lofting. And played in the film by Robert Downey Jr. The story is a bit bonkers, but basically, at the start of the movie, Doctor Doodle is seen as someone who hides away and avoids human contact because he's sad about the death of his wife and who lives in a derelict house, only speaking to his animals. A messenger comes to see Doctor Doodle to ask him to help cure the Queen of England, who is very ill. So he goes to London with all his animals and realizes that some wicked people in the Palace are trying to poison the queen, and that the only medicine that will cure her comes from the fruit of the Eden tree on a magical and mysterious island. So Doctor Doodle and his apprentice Tommy Stubbins and all the animals decide to go on a risky journey by boat to try and find the island and the tree. The rest of the film is about their adventures trying to find the Eden tree, whilst being pursued by the evil people from the palace who want to get Doctor Doodle and his animal friends out of the way and get the food first. What did you think of the film, Zara? I thought it was really nice. It was certainly not like the show that we watched at our school, but I think it was better. And I'm glad it was placed as humans, not like animated people. Right, Rose? Yes, you're right. I thought it was a shame. Though that only Doctor Doodle and Tommy and the animals got to go on the adventure to find the Eden Tree. None of the girls got to go with them. That makes me very sad. I wanted Lady Rose to go too, but she had to stay at home and look after the Queen. Why did the boys get to have all the fun? I have one last question for you, Zara. Who is your favourite character? Well, I actually have two. My first one was Lady Rose, and my second was was the duck called Dab Dab. I had a duck called Dab Dab when I was young. 
younger, so I always loved it. What about you, Rose? My favourite was, well, again, two. So the first one is Lady Rose, of course, named after Moi, the great person of all time. Um, I have a shop named after me, you know. I liked also the tiger called Barry, who <laughs> said he wanted to be the best Barry he could be and then tried to eat Dr. Doodle. Is there anything that you didn't really like from the movie? Well, I didn't like the part when Doolittle went to see Lily, his wife, father and its country. I just didn't like it. What about you, Rose? Actually, I don't have anything. I felt it was worrying when they were having the fight and the Eden Tree Island with the dragon, but actually it was okay, so I didn't feel that frightened in the end. I still am complaining about why the boys got to have all the fun. Would you recommend it, Rose? I would. Even though it's nothing like the book, nothing like the play, and it's so much longer, I like it. So do I. I think it's recommended for all ages. It was really entertaining. That's all for this week. I hope you enjoyed our show and thank you for listening.